Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. How's the weather? Good. It is. Oh, I didn't queue up my weather. Uh, 81. It's very nice. Out. It's starting to get a little warmer. Okay. How about you? It's. Uh, I really 11... like the weather discussions. Yeah. Hmm? It's 11 degrees Celsius, uh, which is 51 degrees Fahrenheit, so a little chilly. But uh, this is usually, like, around the temperature it is most of the time, like during the fall and spring. Oh, okay. Okay. This is pretty average for us, so. All all your flowers in bloom in there and everything? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, been planting planting some things, and I was watching them blossom and grow, so it was nice. What are you planting? I did some lavender. Wanted to do that. Get some purple. Yeah. Look uh, at you. Yeah, I did a, a herb garden, which I know in BC people probably think I mean weed, but no, I actually mean herbs. So. Um, and 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 I have to mention that in England and Canada, you say herb and not herb. Yeah. So if if you're in the U.S. and you hear Kurt saying herb, that actually is a correct pronunciation there. Yeah. So there you go. Also, you know, I do like Celsius. So stop your hate emails. <laughs> also, Celsius is much better than Fahrenheit, just saying. Um, well, okay, so here's the other thing, too. We are on this imperial system. So, yeah, Celsius makes a lot more sense because, what, 100 degrees over, it's boiling, right? I hope yeah. I get this right. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes a lot more sense. I think it Our does. system doesn't make sense. I always hear Fahrenheit, and I'm always like, I don't understand this. I'm sure somebody just the metric system in general. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who chose whoever chose that probably should have. Well, we started learning in elementary school because I'm Generation X, so we started learning in elementary school, and I thought for some reason we were switching over or we were getting more into metric, and then that just kind of fell apart. I'll have to look up in history why that happened or whatever. Right. But I remember we were getting really into metric, and then it just kind of went away. So. Mm. But, um, but yeah, but you know, a hundred kilometers makes a lot uh, makes a lot more sense than, or a hundred meters makes a lot more sense than a mile. Like if you think yeah. about how like you can judge a hundred meters much easier than you can judge a mile. Yeah, I think that's the equivalent, right? Or I mean, like obviously, that. I'm a little biased. I grew up with it, but yeah, anytime I like go down to the states and it's all in like miles and all this you're like, what's I'm this like, mess up system? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you guys doing? Um, although it's interesting because all, <laughs> of our, all of our ovens are in Fahrenheit. So even though we largely are really? Celsius, like when you're, yeah, when you're using like, say like an oven, you know, you have to like know to put it like 350 Fahrenheit or something like that. So it is kind of interesting that like pretty much everything else is Celsius. But then whenever you go to use an oven, it's like, hey, gotta, it's gotta, like, know, gotta know a little bit. Anyways. Right. Let's talk that we're going to get you with the ovens. Yep. Yeah. And we can talk about Gilmore Girls, yeah. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about Gilmore That's Girls. Right <laughs> they're, they're Although right. there's going to be people writing in you saying, I'm so glad you discussed the ovens, because maybe people are having issues with the ovens. Yeah, maybe people... Because it kind of isn't fair. Maybe people assume that ovens in Canada were in Celsius and didn't realize that they were in Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So if anything, and this is a learning exercise. But you can switch them, right? I mean, mine I can switch between Celsius and Fahrenheit. I probably can you do that on yours? I probably could. Okay. I don't know how, but I probably could. Just go into your settings. I'll figure it out one day. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, That's your goal for the next time we meet. <laughs> yeah. There we go. 
Um, I just signed you a goal. I'm so sorry. So I'm going to like look at it and I'm going to go, oh, I'm done. I, I've, I've yeah, gotten, forget it. <laughs> I've gotten this far learning Fahrenheit in this one particular instance. So I think I'll, I'll do okay. Um, like for some reason, somebody gave this assignment and I really do not care to fulfill it. <laughs> I'll have the look that Emily gives in this episode when she sees the where where Lorelai... Uh, the look of horror. horror. Yeah. yeah. That'll mm-hmm. be me trying to figure out how to switch my oven mm-hmm. to Celsius. <laughs> I'll be like, oh. I'm sure this podcast should just be relabeled Stephanie laughing for most of the podcast. It really should be. And I think that's part of our charm. <laughs> it's just us laughing. Mostly Stephanie, if we're being honest. But Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you are hilarious. Thank you. Because we've known each other for, what, three years now? Two years? And we've I, never actually met. Yeah. Hmm? One day I'm gonna go down to Florida and I'll, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And they'll be like, I forgot to visit Stephanie. <laughs> I'll eat some gator, visit Stephanie. <laughs> Actually, I, I have had gator before. Um, In Florida? Yeah. I just want to say we don't eat that on a regular basis. Why not? It's delicious. It's to, uh, yeah, it kind of looks like chicken in consistency. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I think because it's kind of not what a standard food here. <laughs> Maybe oh. I, don't even, I don't have a better reason than that. I, but uh, yeah, it actually is pretty good. I've actually like, you know, anytime I go down to Florida, if I go down for like work or whatever, I'm always like, you know, mm-hmm. let's go for some, like, let's go for some alligator. And then of course, everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know if I should eat this. And then I, I give it to them. Oh, and really? Their reactions. Cause I always find it funny that like, they, I think people think they're gonna freak out. That's gonna be this disgusting thing, and then they find out it just—it literally it's tastes like chicken, like chicken, right? You know. But it is good. I, I like the texture of it, the chewiness. Mm-hmm. But it was, and the way they prepare it too. How did you have it prepared? It was, like, it was fried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like popcorn chicken, kind of. Is what it reminded mm-hmm. me of. Yep. Yep. Um, well, good for you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's talk about uh, the 19th episode. Uh, oh, Game yeah, the podcast. Season one. Yeah, we've done this a few, a couple times already. We're, oh, we're like, yeah. Let's talk about the podcast and then let's talk about alligator bites. Uh, let's, th- let's do this podcast. Let's talk about But that. But this. that'll be like our third podcast is food. We could yeah. also, you know, we could. do a whole thing on that too. Or the I, food of Gilmore Girls. We've, we've had like a few false starts to this episode already. I love it. <laughs> We might this, go over. Uh, this show makes me want to drink coffee. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, Gilmore Girls? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Have I, you noticed that? Yeah. I think it's a thing now where like, I'll make myself a coffee when I'm watching it and just be like. Oh, you're kidding. Really? Because I don't drink coffee. And I was like, I, I think I need some coffee. I'm like, where is this coming from? It's uh, the, comforting, the comforting feeling of coffee. Although lately, Well, they bond over coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Although lately I've been trying what they call coffee soda, where you ha- take like cold hmm. brew coffee and mix it with tonic water. It's actually quite delicious. Oh. Yeah. And what's it called again? Coffee soda. It's, coffee it's basically soda. like coffee flavored pop, basically. But it's just tonic huh. water and coffee. It's actually, and if you put a little bit of lime in it, oh, it's delicious. Then you just get wild and crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, just like Emily gets in this episode. Uh, that was a good segue i like that yeah that was pretty smooth uh (laughs) even i have to sometimes laugh at my own dumb jokes but you know what 
I, I, I always laugh at my dumb jokes. Because <laughs> that really was not a great joke, but it worked that was, because... I thought that was funny. It's because Emily does go a little crazy in this episode, but... Uh, She's got, she had a little too much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> she had a little too much of... Uh, yeah, a lot of things. Something. Something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is uh, episode 19. I think I might have said this already. But again, <laughs> false starts. Uh, episode 19 of season one. Emily in Wonderland. Um, you know, basic just the episode is that uh, Rory and um, Emily go for a day out in Stars Hollow where they visit the inn. And was this brought up last episode? Was this some kind of arrangement they made, or was this just something they decided to do? I think Did this kind of come out of nowhere for this episode. It kind of came out of well, nowhere ish. I think it really came out of the fact that um, Emily was talking about like some sort of antique she was looking for, and of course, uh, Mary um, was like, Well, you know, the Kims have a store, they might have what you're looking for, and it gave gave the two an excuse to hang out together. I think really uh, Emily loves the moments she can share with Rory. So I think for her, it was like a no brainer, even if she didn't find what she was looking for at Kim's antiques, I'm sure she was more than happy to spend the day with Rory. So, well, I love the bargaining with Mrs. Kim. That was great. That yeah. kind of rapid fire that they both been to this place before. <laughs> with the, yeah. With the negotiating. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Like- They're, they're both kind of similar characters and they're very strong willed and they know what they want, who they are. So I, I like right. that. Yeah. And um, neither took it personally that they were doing this, this kind of negotiation style, which I thought was interesting too, that yeah. they just understood that this is how you negotiate. Yeah. I thought that was nice. There, there was a mutual respect there. I just want to spin yeah. off with Mrs. Kim and Emily as roommates. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, um, I do have issues with the way that Mrs. Kim is portrayed, but we can get into that with the next episode. Sure. So, but, but, um, but yeah, I really like this where they were showing, you know, I guess Emily in her in her natural environment outside of the house because we've only really seen her at the house. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. We haven't seen her too much outside the house thus far. I don't think. I know, like Richard, we've seen him at the golf course and stuff, but like mostly it's at the Friday night dinners, which is where you normally right. find them. Um, now this place that they lunch at, it was some, I forget what cuisine it was, but where are they finding all these restaurants? Cause they keep, it seems like they have restaurants oh, and I'm um, not seeing places. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants for this small town. There, there was like a line in one episode where Laura or Rory says that one of the restaurants changes its cuisine like every week or something. <laughs> oh, I wondered if it was that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. what, like it's Al's Pancake House, but then sometimes they don't serve pancakes or something. Like sometimes they oh, yeah, yeah. serve Chinese. Was it food Thai food? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. So or something, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this is also uh, the episode where Emily sees where Lorelai and Rory were living when uh, Ror- or Lorelai left the family to take care of Rory, and uh, she she doesn't take it well. She doesn't like this place. She. Well, and also Rory did not show it to her without a reason we come across towards the end of the episode. Yeah. In the beginning, I mean, did you think that Rory was just showing it to her just to show her like, hey, here's where I grew up kind of thing? Yeah, I I think she kind of. That's what I originally thought. I I thought it was just like, oh, here was the place that we used to live. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. Uh, but and what did Rory say was the reason, or Lorelai picked up on that she was trying to show Emily what? I can't remember what the reason was, but there was a reason that she was showing her. Yeah. Um, was it to show how far they come, or I can't remember what the. It wasn't yeah. a mean thing, but there was an ulterior reason why she showed it to her. I think it has something to do with her grief over the breakup, maybe, or something. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was, like, um, you know, I think it's sort of maybe to, like, because obviously the big th reason why I think it upset Emily was that Lorelai uh, ran away when she had a, a, a home that, at least in Emily's eyes, was a perfectly fitting home that she could have lived in. And I think right. maybe the idea is is that Rory showed him this house to maybe show that like they were okay, they turned out okay. But obviously Emily mm -hmm. Emily didn't see it that way. Um, Emily saw right that she took it personally. Yeah, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, and that's just what I take it to mean is like I think Rory maybe had some intentions to show how Lorelai and Rory were okay in that place. But again, Emily doesn't see it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. Emily sees it as. You you ran away from a perfectly good home to go live in a shack on a, the ground. Like you the thought surface. it was so bad, yeah. yeah. And you know, it, and Lorelai's like, "That's not what it's about." Hmm? Yeah, and it's just interesting that like Lorelai is so independent in a lot of ways. I could see why she would move out and move out on her own, but at the mm -hmm. same time, too, I kind of agree with Emily a little bit on this, and that you know, uh, you know. Lorelai could have lived with them and could have had, probably had a better life for Rory potentially if they all lived under that house. But, you know, it's but also, I think, Oh, go ahead. We don't, we don't. And, but we're still, I think chipping away at the story behind why Lorelai left. I think we don't fully know the reasons behind that yet. And maybe we get to those again. I haven't watched the show before. But it seems like there's some things we're going to uncover later on, which we're getting to. I think you mentioned that like in the first or second episode. We're going to learn more about the circumstances behind Lorelai leaving. Yeah, yeah. I we we see a little bit more of of that through some flashbacks and stuff later mm -hmm. on. So, and and then we see Emily trying to make up for that with Rory by creating this whole bedroom for her. Yeah trying to regain that and you can see a little bit through their relationship how she's trying to kind of reconstruct or redo the relationship she didn't have with her daughter yeah through Rory. yeah and it's interesting that like i i i see a little bit of her trying to like protect rory uh you know she doesn't mm -hmm. want something like that happening again but yeah also too it does seem a little controlling too that she would like make this room for Rory when she has a perfectly good room at her uh, house with Lorelai. So it's so just, yeah, it, it's it's it, Emily's Emily's typical thing of I think she means well, but her execution is not always the greatest. Where oh, like, let's talk about the narcissism aspect, right? Is yeah. that in a way it's punishing Lorelai? Yeah, because she's almost whether she realized it or not. Yeah, yeah, because she's almost saying like no you failed as a parent but i'm gonna pick up the the slack here and do do well. right and we see the next episode too where she does a little gatekeeping of access to rory so yeah emily does so we'll talk about that next episode but yeah yeah um there is a little bit of control stuff going on there mm -hmm. which is interesting to watch because yeah. yeah we've seen that in different aspects with emily but not to this extent 
No. Where it's trying to make up for stuff yeah. that happened. And again, Emily is a character who is so, uh, you know, she has some intentions that I would say are good, but also too, she has some mm -hmm. things about her that are a little problematic and a little full of issues. So, but what a well-written character that there are so many facets to her that there are parts to her that you go, wow, she's really complex and interesting. And there's other parts you're like, Ooh, she's, she's not nice. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. I guess just, like, just like a lot of people, right. You know, people aren't just good or bad, Yeah. but I think it's so well-written that, um, you know, you get into why people get into, this kind of back and forth with narcissists is because they're not narcissists all the time. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes and sometimes they behave and then you feel like you are okay with them and then they come back and bite you. And I think we see that quite a bit with Emily. Yeah. That you can never fully trust her. You don't really know what's coming around the corner. No, you almost have to take every minute as just that, just a minute because you don't know what the next minute's going to hold with her because she can right. just change on a dime sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, you know, again, maybe that's why Lorelai left, is because the unpredictability of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then meanwhile, too, we get a little bit of a subplot with Lorelai, where, you know, because Rory's off hanging out with Emily, uh, she decides to go with Rachel to check out a, uh old hotel or old uh, building that has since, mm -hmm. uh, you know, fell kind of by the wayside, so she's... She goes to take that, that looks so stereotypically like an old building in Hollywood. You know, yeah. when they're filming something like like the shutter hanging off. I was like, oh, so they had like the resonant like you know unconstructor deconstructor come out to yeah. make it you know like a typical. This is what it looks like, and I I wonder if it looked like that on the lot. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, because yeah. this film the Paramount lot because where uh, we keep seeing all the stuff like. So yeah, the, 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 the WB lot. Yeah, but okay. very similar. I mean, a lot of the stuff in the town is, and then funny enough, like a lot of the houses are all like one giant set that's combined. So, mm -hmm. and even like later on in the show, some sets get reused. Like, I know at one point, Suki and Jackson's house becomes like a house for somebody else in the show, but you could tell it's clearly mm -hmm. still the same house. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, oh, and we have and we have one of our characters that we love to hate show up on this episode. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 many of them. Um, but, but this I'm one, I'm trying to remember who it is because I hate so many people. It's Jackson's cousin. Oh, Rune. Yeah, Rune. Rune. Rune decides that. Yeah, and then you get into some codependency stuff Rune. that that Rune. Rune Jackson cannot say no to Rune, yeah. and. Yeah, Rory's or Lorelai's kind of like okay. So everybody in the family has said no to him. Mm -hmm. So could that be why? You know, could it be his behavior? And that's why everybody said no. And Silky's like, well, you know, he really, you know, can't say no to him. And then you get into well, okay. So now we need to talk about setting good boundaries because now Silky's kind of enabling this by being, you know, not okay with it, but she's kind of dragging Lorelai into it. Yeah, and sort of forcing her and hand, right? Like saying like hey get can you give rune a job which right. i'm thinking like based on everything we've seen of rune who would give this guy a job like and he was so rude to her yeah when they went out the, when they went out together yeah and then he tells michelle oh yeah we dated <laughs> you know? i thought was pretty funny that seems very right. typical for rune but doesn't it like he would be like oh yeah we totally went out on a date 
you know, yeah. when she hung out with Luke at the, at the bar, at the coffee shop. But yeah. Um, yeah, so he comes back and he's his normal, lovely self. Yeah. Um, but for some inexplicable reason, um, Sookie's good with this. And she's like, can you help him out? And for some other inexplicable reason, Lorelai says, sure. So yeah. he's now the handyman for the inn. Yeah, which uh, I, don't know, I guess I guess Rune's got to make a living, I guess somehow. But uh, well, and the way she finds out is he's just hanging out in the lobby. Yeah, which I, I do like that. That like that seems very realistic. That like you would just go out. It and does see someone you might not like. You um, just like you know you just hang out in the lobby. Yeah, and then then um, Jackson comes in trying to butter her up with like jam or whatever, and the yeah. Sookie's in the back leaving the ladle and she's like <laughs> i like this she was just like i was i was doing the spoon motion to let you know you yeah. know like you know knock it off <laughs> she just yeah. called it out just like, I was waving the spoon <laughs> there's a a wild rune out in the uh, lobby there um but uh yeah i there's there was a few little subplots and i think that was kind of the thing i didn't like about this episode it felt like there was a lot going on in this episode there was yeah and sometimes it felt a little disjointed and then we still got the whole rory dean her coping with the breakup and and she's not handling it well no um which i would also add that you know that's a hard thing to handle right especially for your first breakup so um but she's having a hard time also it's Mm -hmm. good that the show doesn't just shy away from that storyline like there's still those like remnants of that throughout the story and they haven't just wrapped it mm-hmm. up. They still keep it going because you think about it. Yeah. That would be realistic that you're not going to be over a breakup right away. It's going to take you quite some time to get over it and move on. And I like that the show hasn't just brushed past it. It still is a considerable right. part of the story. Right. That was um, a very considerable. Yeah. And they address the fact that it's such a small town and we talk about that even more in the next episode. Yeah. That, it's hard to let it go and they don't even go to the same school and it's hard to let it go. Yeah. And then we've got Lane waiting for the guy from the dance to call her. Yeah. And she goes through all the different stages of what was it? It was the angst. Like she went through Lou Reed angst and Robert Johnson angst. <laughs> so she goes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you joy division angst? Are you, you know, the cure angst? I thought that was great. Like all the, I forget what it wasn't the word angst, Yeah. but just how they're comparing all the different, you know, the groups and you know what what flavor of oh gloom it was gloom what flavor of gloom do you have and i love that part where they're just going through all the different you know band names yeah and you know, what, what flavor of gloom yeah though no, that was a good that was it was a good to kind of show that like yeah sometimes you after you meet somebody you you have this like intense like desire to see them again right and yeah sometimes people are just off doing their thing so um, well, I thought it was interesting how Lane's like, yeah, I'm parsing apart his message and stuff. And I thought, well, that's kind of like when you're younger, that's kind of what you do, probably when you're older, too. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Some parts apart somebody's message and what it means and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then she's thinking in the future, she's like, well, you know, if they if my parents like him, you know, then then I think was she like, like going all the way into, well, then we have to get married. So if I call him back, we can go on a date. Then basically she's like, she's like getting hitched or something like she went through this whole like thing of you know if i call him back then then my parents are gonna like him and then that's it yeah so but um yeah um emily and rory eventually do take a look at the inn and see i think it's a potting shed that they lived in which 
you know, Emily quickly like pretends to be sick so she can leave. But part of me is like, okay, well, given the situation, you know, Lorelai wanted to be independent, moved out, you know, like, yeah, maybe that was all she could get at that time was a pot and shed, but it didn't seem too bad. Like, I was looking at him like, this is, this no. is like pretty habitable to me. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know, yeah. It wasn't just a potting shed. It was like, it was like a studio apartment. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I'm like, this is a potting shed? This seems pretty decent. Like, Well, it's kind of like the, the Friends issue of, you know, the show Friends where they're living in like this multi-million dollar apartment. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. supposed to be working in a car shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the same kind of thing. I'm like, this actually looks pretty cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You, but for Emily, it was the whole thing of she left. She left because this was better than what we could give her. And I think that's the part that Emily really had a hard time processing. Yeah. Um, we also got a little bit more of Rachel in this. You find out that she's thinking of leaving Stars Hollow. Um, because that's what she does. Yeah. And also, she says, and- well, she says it's because she can't convince Luke that he's. That she's there to stay for good. Um, when but... she skipped out what, a couple times on him. Yeah. So one would reasonably assume that he would be wary of that. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, he's just doing the rational thing of, you know, if somebody's done right. something like this before, you know, maybe training yeah, carefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Once again, being the voice of reason. Um, right. But uh, yeah, no. And uh, you eventually like throughout this episode you find out that yeah they're gonna commit to each other but you know i i have my doubts but we aren't really sure what their relationship's like either that kind of isn't shown or addressed like yeah. how they get along or anything mm-hmm. yeah and we get to see where luke lives which i think is the first time we've seen where he lives yeah he lives in his dad's old office yeah which uh right above the uh the diner right above the which I, yeah I, I do find it interesting that like for luke like his entire life is that diner because that's his work that's right. also where he lives but it also seems right. so, so on brand for luke like he'd be the kind of guy who would you know work finds his place yeah well and he's talked to about just the rampant commercialism i think then the next episode where he talks about he doesn't want to go to the mall because of all the reasons of commercialism so it kind of fits that he would have like a low footprint kind of lifestyle yeah that he's happy with what he has and he's not into commercialism and so it, it, that fits the character pretty well yeah um you get a little bit of Lorelai helping luke figure out what's going on between him and rachel uh i do like that Lorelai, you know obviously uh, you know at this point it's been very heavily hinted that there's like a romance between Lorelai and luke but she also recognizes mm-hmm. that like for luke Maybe Rachel is the best thing for him, you know, rather than right. wait around for her. Right? Yeah. right. So I like that she takes right. the time to sort of say, like, hey, like, you might want to also consider Rachel too, who's also in your life as well. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, I remember there's a whole backstory to this that he's been in kind of this kind of pining mode for her for a long time. Yeah. But throughout it, it was interesting that, like, Lorelai wonders if she's given luke the wrong advice like you get a little bit of reservation and hesitation as to like what exactly <laughs> is going on attention right yeah i do like that that you know lorelei obviously acted in of the moment but 
later you kind of get this impression that she maybe regrets it and maybe like she's got like a little twin or something yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't know i what have i done yeah it's just really interesting dynamic that like they are great friends but also too maybe there's something Mm -hmm. further well also it's interesting too that yeah like you said she could see past the feelings she had with luke and just go oh i'm just a friend helping another friend out yeah because you know because What's the girlfriend's name again? I can't remember. Rachel. Said, hey, do you mind saying something? Yeah, Rachel, thank you. Um, when, you know, do you mind saying something to him? And Laura's like, sure. Yeah, and she follows through with it. Yeah. She does do something to him. So, you know, she's she's helping her out, even though she may have feelings for him. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a nice friendship moment. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the episode culminates in another Friday night dinner um, with the big surprise mm-hmm. that... Emily has an entire room for Rory, uh, which I thought right. was Emily. Or I thought it was funny that Emily had made this room that like she thought Lorelai or Rory would love. It was like right. much like a teenage right. room, but it, it felt so disgenuine to Rory in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. But she know. also went with it too. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, you know, and and that's when you sort of get the. The Lorelai, uh, Emily tirade also too with them kind of going at each other. Um, right. With Emily, you know, blaming her for letting her live in that shack and, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Is this the episode where she talks to Rory about how how um, she and, and Emily will never be able to talk about things and come to a resolution or is that the next episode? Because I thought that was kind of an interesting discussion. I think it was this one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, this is where she says, uh, "Oh, Rory says, you know, and 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 I can understand where Rory's coming from this because she doesn't know the whole history, mm-hmm. and neither has Lorelai told her the whole history." Um, but she said, "Well, can't you and Grandma, you know, talk about things?" And she's like, "Yeah, we could, but that's not going to change anything, or that's not going to help." Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Laura's always already made peace with the fact that that rift is not going to go away or be able to be processed. Also, it was interesting that Lorelai pointed out that, like, it wasn't the shed. It was the fact that she ran away. That Yeah. The instigator well, it's never about the shed, right? Like, in relationships. Okay. It's never about, it's never fighting about the dishes. It's what the dishes represent, right? Yes. You know, like, like, when I work with couples and they're getting divorced and they're fighting over dishes, it's never about the dishes. No. It's the conflict behind it, so... Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting that like the show seems so self-aware of these things in a way that other shows aren't. And I thought it was yeah. really refreshing to see a show that says, yeah, no, it's not about the the shed. It's about me leaving. Mm-hmm. And there was always going to be conflict. And it's interesting that Lorelai right. almost seems to be at peace with the fact that she knows that when she left that house, she right. there was going to be conflict. So. Right. The show, I think- and she was willing to take that on to get away from what was going on and also the pressure to marry Christopher. Right. Yeah. It's just really interesting that like Lorelai is brave in that sense. Like I, I get the impression like mm-hmm. Lorelai knows that there's going to be conflict. There's going to be some tough roads ahead, but she still, you know, takes them on regardless. I think it's just really interesting. Well, I wonder, if, well, I wonder if part of it is that Lorelai's like, well, you know, I've already been through one of the hardest phases of my life. So whatever, let's yeah. just move on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like that. Like, like, how could this get even worse than what I've been through? So, yeah, yeah, I kind of wondered if that was part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then we find out Rachel's gonna be hanging around in Stars Hollow for a little while. So, 
And the coffee's different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The coffee's different. Yeah. And then Roy and Laurel play this game where it's like the one, two, three game where you, you either the first person you see, you have to talk about whether, you know, you want to marry that person. If not, you know, why, you know, then you get the option of the second or third person. If you don't pick the first or second person, then you're stuck with a third person. And, and there comes Kirk. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> of course it was going to be Kirk. Um, right. But then, and then Kirk, then Kirk's like, do I have a kick me sign on me again? I feel bad for Kirk. Kirk he, provides like such great comic relief. He he does, but he's also kind of sad in a lot of ways. Where you're just like, man, this yes. guy is just the butt of every joke, isn't he? Like, right, right. Um, and then he's in the it was the movie theaters in the next episode where he's like crabbing about them talking before the movie even starts, and then his phone's the one that starts going off in the movie theater. It's yeah. like Kirk can't. <laughs> no, Kirk never wins. Uh, she does win in one very notable noticeable instance. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, in the future. Yeah. There's there's a really really good episode about that, but we'll we'll get to that oh, eventually. Really? I think that's season three. But um, oh, I did also like that you know Rory and Lorelai were sitting in front of the the dragonfly and they owned of dreaming or of owning the place one day. It goes to show mm-hmm. Lorelai's ambitions to like own her own inn. You know, obviously she manages this right. this one, but like she wants to own her own, and I think it's really admirable that the show lays this out uh, you know i i think it's probably safe to say that yeah she's gonna accomplish a goal like that uh, i don't mm-hmm. think i'm spoiling too much but it's just interesting that the show even in the first episode talked about her and suki wanting to own their own in and mm-hmm. even now yeah they did they haven't forgotten about it it's still a pretty important thing for lorelei so so even if the relationship between luke and rachel doesn't work out she inspired lorelei to pursue that dream yeah, so go, I know. So, go mm-hmm. Rachel. By the way, I can already yeah. tell this is going to be one of our longer episodes because we're already at 34 minutes and we haven't even gotten to anything else aside from the synopsis. Okay, yet. so uh, so reference, I like the working girl reference. So for okay. those of you who are younger than I am, um, you, when Emily was wearing sneakers, so the movie Working Girl with Melanie Griffith, it's a good movie uh, with yeah. Harrison Ford too and Sabrina Weaver. And part of it is like the um, women that work in the city in Manhattan would wear kind of sneakers. I think they, I've seen, I still see women doing this sometimes when I'm in Manhattan, but um, that they'll change into like their, their, you know, professional shoes when they get to the office because you can't walk through the city like in heels. And so when, um, when Emily's walking her sneakers, that's what she's referring to is that Lorelai's talking about that movie because that's kind of one of the key scenes is showing like how they have to change out of, you know, their, Shoes they use to get around the city into their working, you know, professional shoes. So that's what that was about. If you're wondering what the working girl reference was, okay. I did like um, so the uh, one where Rory asks, "Can I ask you a question?" Lorelai says, "Yes, I would date Steven Tyler." Like, oh, yeah, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> I just thought it was funny that like, um, Lorelai just is so witty like that. Like, you know, like it, it's not even anywhere relative to the question, but you know. She's got a singer. Well, then Rory answers my question, which is, you know, like Rory says something like, like why, or don't tell me that. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that. Steve. <laughs> yeah. Why Steven Tyler? Like Rory, Rory speak for, spoke for some of the audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, favorite performance in this episode. Oh man. I have uh, to say Emily. I thought she was really great in this. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say that too. You got a lot of dimension to her, and 
it was also nice to see her come out of her shell a little bit and go to Stars Hollow. I mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting. You know, it's just such a simple mm-hmm. thing of taking a character and putting them in a new setting. It, it, it's right. such a simple way to make a character more interesting. It, mm-hmm. it worked so much for Emily, like with her to Kim Sandrix right. and all that. It was a it was a good one all around. And just the anger, like the the way that she portrays anger. What's the actress's name? Kelly something. Kelly. Bishop. The way she portrays anger, yeah. It's so measured and so full of, it's not just like standard anger. There's like, you can see all these layers of anger. It's like a, Mm. like an onion of anger. You're like all these layers of, you know, their relationship, maybe when Lorelai was a kid and then it evolves into, you know, this whole idea that, you know, Emily feels like she was abandoned by Lorelai and then the lack of contact with a granddaughter and the way that she shows it is so measured because also if you think about um, just her, maybe Emily's background is, is that, it's not appropriate to express anger outwardly, yeah. right? You have to keep it in. So I thought that was really well done the way she showed anger, but it was also extremely restrained, which made it a little scarier. Yeah. That she was for restrained sure. about it. There's so many dimensions to Emily that I think this episode mm-hmm. really was, you know, I know the, the Lorelai and Rory thing is such the central dynamic of the show, but like this really felt like Emily's episode in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, there was so much going on with her, and I really liked it for that. Um, That's even easier. And uh, did you have anything else, anybody else for favorite performance? or? I, uh, I would say for, well, I would agree with that for Emily. But, yeah, Mrs. Kim, the way she's written, I really don't like it. I think oh, there's less stereotyping in it. Oh, for Lee's favorite? Um, yeah, for Lee's favorite. And it's not the actress at all. I think it's the material. I think it's very um, stereotypical and, and very non-dimensional and i i would have liked you know more character but i think for the time i think that's unfortunately um how how a lot of characters are written so yeah that that i'm always that's always cringeworthy to me so and it's interesting because i would say as the show goes on lane loses dimension but mrs kim gets a little more dimension it's really interesting okay yeah uh, my least favorite performance was Rachel. Uh, I felt like Rachel, mm. she was just there to sort of deliver some story stuff. And I didn't really feel like, like what she did in the episode could have been done by anybody else. I feel like it was, mm-hmm. she wasn't really that interesting. Like I was thinking this, right. like, you could have had Kirk come in and be like, hey, can, do you want me to show you this in that, you know, like right. there, was, there wasn't any reason why Rachel was yeah, they, a necessity in this. Well, they're trying to justify her showing up on the show is yeah. really what it felt like. Yeah. And like, oh, hey, there's a really good reason why she's here. Just go with us on this. <laughs> and they could have used this to like flesh her out a little bit, give her a little more backstory. Right. But instead it was oh. just like her trying to convince Luke that she's going to stay, but then, you know, in my mind, like actions speak, speak louder than words. So it kind of got annoying that she was keep telling him like, Hey, I, I'm going to stick around. I'm like, well, just show him you're going to stick around. Like, why do you have to keep berating this point that you're going to be sticking around? Like it just felt right. repetitive and eh, boring. And it's just pretty obvious as being used as a vehicle to increase attention between Lorelai and, and uh, Luke. Yeah. I mean, you can just, I, again, I've never watched a show before, but I was like, oh, I know this is where this is going. Yeah, this is your first time watching it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
you we mentioned our favorite reference. Was there any other favorite quote that you had? There were a couple, but I think that one sticks out because I think for if you weren't alive during the eighties, I can see where it would be, where it'd be a little confusing. Yeah. You're aware of that movie. Mm-hmm. Good movie. I did like the little exchange in the beginning with, um, you know, Emily talking about like her antique that she was looking for and all this. And it, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just interesting that like, you know, like how the dialogue kind of grew and how it was like, Oh, well I had no Kim's antiques and star solo. And it just felt like it was a, it was just really cute and endearing. So, so, so were you invested in Emily finding something at the Kim's antique place? I was, I was very invested. <laughs> I was too. I was like, I hope she finds what she's looking for. Really? Cause I was like, Oh, please have something for Emily. So she's not being a jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. she finds something. Yeah. I really want her to find something. Mm-hmm. And it happened. So and there's a little payoff. Yeah. She got what she was wanting. Um, I was, how much I was invested in that. Yeah. A uh, little bit of trivia. There was a little bit of some hiccups in this episode. Um, so huh? in Laurel, in the Rory's birthday parties episode, uh, Lorelai states that Richard and Emily uh, visited her at the inn. But obviously when Emily goes <laughs> there for the first time, she, she <laughs> goes there and realizes that, you know, the shack was the shack. So I'm like, well, did, that seems a little like doesn't quite add up like. How could they have visited her and they didn't see where she was living? Like, that seems a little, that seems a very unlike oh. Emily. So. And I'll just do a little translation for you. So when Michelle, the guy at the counter and Emily's mom or, or Emily are talking, basically what, what she said is, oh, hey, um, you know, where are you from? And he says he's from Paris. And she's like, oh, Paris in the springtime. You know, we go there every year or whatever. And he goes and she goes, oh, it's a cliche. But and he says, but it's so true. You know, that's like basically what they're saying. Cause I don't think they translate it do they? I'm pretty sure they don't translate it, but that's basically their little interchange. No, yeah. I don't think there was any subtitles or anything, but yeah. So that's what, that's basically what they're saying. So it doesn't really change the plot at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, that I, <laughs> like Michelle was very nice to her, you know, yeah. and pushing forth the stereotype. So, yeah, but you know, some things I need to let go. <laughs> yeah. Um, also speaking of that Michelle and Emily scene, um, when, uh, uh, Michelle is holding Emily's hand, it kind of changed hands. So like at one point he was holding her left hand, then he was holding her right hand. So there's a little continuity error there, but I'll I'll let it slide. It wasn't too bad. Um, I can't imagine how hard that supervisor or make sure everything's, you know, lined up and and they're probably thinking so no one's going to notice, but I noticed. Um, right. Any other and again, questions? we get to look at what life was like before you had cell phones. Yeah. In, com- in commonplace. And we see even more in the next episode. So yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, um, sort of. so yeah. What would, uh, any other mental health observations before we give this a score? I think just that it's not always about the thing that you're arguing about. It yeah. wasn't about, it wasn't about the shed. No. So whenever you're talking with somebody about something, just keep in mind that what's this really about? Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes ask and say, well, you know, is this, is this really about the dishes or is it about something else? Yeah. 
And there's also a time and a place to say that and a way to say that. But I think that we could probably work through a lot of issues with people if we look at what is the true meaning of it. Sometimes people just want to be validated. Maybe yeah. Emily just wanted Lorelai to say, hey, let's sit down and talk about that. And yeah, I could have acted differently. You could have acted differently. I mean, maybe that's what it was about. But we'll see also how this feeling that Emily has bleeds into uh, the relationship with, with Rory and again, doing some gatekeeping with um, access to Rory against Lorelai. So we'll see that in the next episode. And I, I think that's an interesting thing that, yeah, that gatekeeping of Rory, that's something that, you know, uh, is something where I can see where Emily is coming from, but it, I don't think she realizes how harmful it is or how destructive it can be. No. So. I think it's par for her personality, but that doesn't mean it's okay. No. Okay. Um, I think it's time to give this episode uh, a score. What would you give it a score? Six point five seven. Six point seven five. Yeah. There was. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. There okay. was a lot. Okay. This could have been broken up like maybe even three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I, I do like this episode. Uh, I'd give it an eight, uh, slightly higher. Wow. Yeah. I just think I like the setup, you know, the setup of Emily and Star Solo for the day. I like that. Uh, and how they pay off on that with, like, her, the Kim's antiques and stuff like that. That's all pretty great. Uh, and then, of course, the big Potter Shed moment is great. I, I think it's, mm -hmm. like, a nice little episode that sort of gives a good setup and a good payoff and works pretty well. Um, the only thing I didn't like was it did feel like there was a lot of stuff going on in this episode. It felt a little too busy. Yeah, it felt busy. Yeah, busy is like, a good word. I yep. think we could have we could have done without the Lorelai, Rachel, Luke subplot. That that felt a yeah. Little, it felt tacked on to like pad the runtime and kind of give Lorelai something to do. But I just. Didn't mm -hmm. really so. Right. So why couldn't she and Sookie just kind of dro drove out there, driven, driven? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Rachel was so unnecessary like yeah. for this mm -hmm. episode because it, right. you know, it could have just been that like Suki said, "Hey, I've heard that she's <clears throat> in." Are you okay? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Need some water in a cough drop. I'm fine. Um, you know. Suki could have said, I, I heard there was this inn out in the outskirts of town. We should go check it out. Rachel's involvement in that story didn't didn't need to happen. It just was there to give her and Lorelai something to do. And it just, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. Do you think it's do you think it's ever a thing of like when they hire an actor or actress for part, there's this this assumption that you're gonna have so many lines in the episode? Do you think that's part of it? But I know people get cut out of episodes too. But do you think that's part of when people get hired is that there's an expectation, especially if they're higher up in the acting field, that they're going to get so many lines? I don't think so. But I think what it is is like there's certainly like characters that like have subplots that are eventually going to be maybe be bigger plots and they're trying to build those up. Uh, like obviously the Luke and Lorelai thing is so important. And because Rachel's so intertwined with that, I think they have to, um, mm -hmm. you know, do that too. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think it's a little, sometimes it also kind of backfires though too, because sometimes you think like, mm -hmm. oh, Rachel keeps getting a lot of screen time. She must be important. And you start putting importance on her and then you maybe realize that maybe and she's bye. not that important. Maybe she just pieces out. So who knows? Right. 
Okay. And then you also have characters. I'm thinking like, you know, Ben and Lost, who's only supposed to be on for one episode. He winds up being a major character. Well, that was how it was right. supposed to be with, with Luke. Luke was only supposed to be mm-hmm. on for the right, first right, episode. Right. And even when you go and watch the first episode, he doesn't, he's not a character of any importance. He's just there to say hi to Lorelai and that's it. He's a guy. He's a but like guy. within yeah. the first season, he went from being like a small bit player to like, now there's maybe a potential romance with him and Lorelai. Right. He's got his ex in town. Like he's an important character. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Steph, you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book and talking brains is the podcast. And then I'm over at threeangrynerds.com. We've got a bunch of new content always going up. So it's always a good time over there. Check that out. It's always movies and TV show stuff. So if you're watching this, we know that you like TV shows. This will confirm that. (laughs) Or you just kind of like us, which we're good with that too. Yeah. I haven't had anybody who has said, I'm not watching Gilmore Girls. I'm just tuning in to listen. But I would be curious if somebody isn't actually watching the show, but it's just listening to us chat about it. I think we're hilarious, but, you know. I think we're hilarious, too. (laughs) And and we're also modest. Oh, yeah. Very modest. (laughs) Too modest, if I'm I'm being honest. Yeah, I think we need to work on that, actually. Yeah. I think we need to have better self-esteem about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, until next time, where we talk about PS, I love oh, yeah. you. Bye for now.